hey, hey, this is episode 190. It's um, a truck episode. Yep, I'm in the truck. I'm headed into town to have actually Thanksgiving dinner with my family, the Crows. Just our little family, our brothers and sisters and their families, and my mom and dad. Hey, today's episode on this little road riff is about validation. And I've had some pretty profound and powerful insights about validation over the last couple of years. And I come to you as someone whose little parts inside were so hungry for validation most of my life. Still are. Still are. (laughs) But um, they were burdened with their need for validation. Validation from um, others, validation for connection, validation of approval, validation of agreement, validation of my complaints, right? There's something around invisibility for me. Um, There's something around the the most wounded parts of me, frankly, that is sourced from going to a religious school where I thought my validation, I was taught that my validation was in my goodness, my behavior, my, my goodness, um, and the avoidance of sin. And there's a couple of things that I was taught over and over again in my school setting that made the little girl in me believe that if, um, if I were bad or if I were displeasing, that I would disappear, literally evaporate. Um, and so I've made those connections now and I can see so many ways where I spent most of my life. And one of my primary protectors was always manipulating other people's opinions of me so that I wouldn't be rejected. And was I conscious of the manipulation? No. It wasn't like I woke up and said, I think I'd like to manipulate the way someone sees me so they don't leave me. But I certainly spent a lot of time filling a hole that could never be filled by something outside. I also realized that acknowledgement is a legitimate need. (laughs) Um, That validation is a legitimate need. And I am learning to become that source of self-acknowledgement and self-validation. Here's something that happened today. So uh, on my Facebook page, to friends only, I shared a complaint that I have wanted to make a thousand times, but I have not. I have neighbors that I judge as completely inconsiderate. They have six dogs. They used to have, I'm sorry, they have five dogs now. They used to have six. They have five dogs in their backyard that are pretty much ignored. Their yard art. And they there's a couple of them that bark nonstop. And we've been living with it for a year and a half. And yes before you give all the advice we've done all the things right short of creating all-out neighbor war and suing them we've we have i have invested thousands of dollars in creating space in between our yards i have invested my own time and energy keeping my dogs away from that side of the yard and my dog's non-reactive 
Um, before those neighbors moved in, the neighbors behind us had dogs that would come to the fence. And I worked for a year on training my dogs and our neighbors' dogs behind us to stay away from each other and have relative peace and quiet. The occasional bark, but nothing nonstop, neglectful and inconsiderate. And so today I was doing some recording of things last week's podcast episode and, um, you know, trying to have a peaceful Sunday morning, trying to sit outside in the backyard and the dogs are doing their thing again next door. Bark, 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 bark. And... So I voiced, you know, I voiced a complaint about loving my house, loving my yard, loving my pool, and really being bummed out that I live next door to inconsiderate people who could care less whether or not their dogs are barking nonstop. Um, And yes, I, you know, in my better moments, are they better? I don't know. I try not to judge that, but I just did. Um, I, I do... I do what I can to manage my internal peace. And there's just some days and that shit bugs the ever living hell out of me. And so I made a soft complaint, not at my wits end complaint. And I put it on my Facebook page. And it was interesting because I've avoided that so many times, right? Complaining is seen as nonsense and judged. And I have a valid complaint. I have a valid irritation. And it was interesting because actually in the expressing of my complaint, there is a solution. Um, One of my former clients and peers um, did put a solution. (laughs) They had the same thing. And it's a solution I'm going to try. And it's an energetic and internal solution for me. Um, because I have no intention of creating war with myself or my neighbors. Now, I can't speak for my husband, but I have no intention of creating war. I've had enough war internally. Um, but it was interesting. I noticed as, as so many people felt and acknowledged and offered their support and ideas, and especially when I got the idea that Jerome offered, which is... And he didn't offer it to me. I love that. He didn't say, this is what I say you should do. He said, this is what I did when I had the same situation. And honestly, that was about sending loving energy and wholeness to those dogs. My problem is not with the dogs. It's to the owners. I I mean, no harm or ill will to the dogs. Those owners are inconsiderate. And I'm already working on God bless me, God bless my neighbors to work on surrender. But I loved this idea of sending loving energy and that these dogs have all that they need because they're barking because they're bored and neglected. Yes, they're well fed. Uh, I guess they have water, but they're just emotionally neglected, right? Like many of us were as kids. And I think it's sweet how invalidating my own complaint by being willing to post it I didn't need I didn't need the validation from everybody else my own action of posting it was a validation of my complaint a validation not that I'm a victim but that I'm a human I received an insight or an opportunity or a new idea in my own self-validation of my complaint And it had me turn off my country music on my radio and start this little podcast for you. And so my question for you or contemplation or idea for you is to contemplate where are you sourcing 
validation from outside of you. Where are you trying to control or manipulate or conjure something that is completely out of your control? This goes a little, there was an episode a few episodes ago about bet on yourself, right? Like Oprah's not coming. Your partner's not going to do it. Your friends are not going to do it. Um, And I am in no way saying that we don't need other people. But I know for a long time, I looked for the relationships in my life to validate me. And all that ever did was ultimately create suffering in the relationship. It, it was me over-functioning, right? And so it either drove people away or drove me away. And I love this idea of giving ourselves the validation we think we need. And we do need, right? Not just that we think. Give, giving ourselves the validation we want. Some other ways that I do this, um, I may have told you all about this before. It was a long time ago when Bill and I lived in Denton. We lived in Denton from 2014 to, to the middle of 2017. And there was a, when we moved in, there was a little um, magnification mirror on on the bathroom wall near one of the sinks. And that was my sink. And as I would get dressed and put on my makeup every day, which I do when I would look at my eyes in the mirror and put on my mascara, I would, I found myself saying out loud, God, Allison, your eyes are beautiful. You're so cute. And it just became this habit. And one day Bill caught me doing it, you know, or Bill was there when I was doing it. And he goes, Oh, do you need me to say more? I guess I need to say more about how cute I think you are. And I was like, well, I will always receive that. But really this that's going on right here is about me and me. And I notice that there are still places where I fall into wanting my husband to validate me, where my source of validation is empty and it never works. Wanting the outside world to validate my coaching offers, which never works. If something is missing and you're trying to get it from outside of yourself, pause for a moment, disconnect from the outside sources and see where you can validate your own self. Validate the things you love and want to be seen for. Validate and acknowledge your pains and your grief. I think this is a huge one and I've I've been meaning to along with 800,000 other topics do a podcast on conscious complaints. And I do believe that our complaints have been demonized when actually underneath our complaints is desire. And there's rich and juicy information underneath our complaints. Um And so taking a moment, you know, you can go beneath the surface of a tossed off complaint to what the real complaint is. You know, my complaint with my neighbors is not just about the dogs barking, but on a deeper level, it goes to my grief and sadness about living in a world where people are so inconsiderate and so hateful and so disconnected 
And so every time my dog barks and every time my brain says my neighbors are inconsiderate and don't give a shit about the noise their dogs are making, much less their dogs, my brain also goes to the grief I have for how mean people are to each other. And when I begin to notice that grief and allow myself some space and allow that part of me that feels that loss and I sit with her and I just be with her, I am safe and I know you are sad about some things, then she begins to relax. And so I... I'm really loving. I have another client who, um, I have so many examples of this. I have another client who was just really looking to get some speaking gigs and had been doing all sorts of quote lead generation activities, you know, client creation connection to get some speaking gigs. And I'd encourage them to give themselves some speaking gigs right in the form of a podcast right every single week I have a speaking gig with y'all every single week I have a speaking gig every single week I have an offering to deliver and I encouraged her to do that once a week for 52 weeks and see what impact it had on her speaking business not just because of the sharing of her heart and the showing of her work but because of the internal process of validating her spoken word every single week by creating publishing and sharing that spoken word and within a few weeks she had a speaking gig I was not surprised Um, and so be thinking about where can you validate I notice as and I'm going to I'm going to use a label for me labels help my brain I like labels. You may not like labels, so don't pick it up if you don't want to. Everything I say here is only ever an invitation. It's never an obligation. It's just my truth today. It could change tomorrow. It's just it's just an invitation for you. But um, I call it over-functioning. Some people under-function. They freeze in a trauma response, and a nervous system response. I tend to over-function. So I fight, I run, or I fawn, right, and froth. And so... Overfunctioning the way that I have overfunctioned is I've taken a lot of responsibility for other people's emotions. And the more I validate my own emotions, and the more I, the more I validate myself, strangely, inversely, I don't know if those are the right words, but interestingly, the more I validate myself, the less responsibility I take for other people the more autonomy and trust I give to other people. Can I trust other people to fuck their own lives up? It is not my responsibility to do anybody else's inner work. And the more I validate my experience, my emotions, my complaints, my successes, my difficulties. One of the things my therapist, both my therapist and my psychiatrist acknowledged in the last couple of weeks in in conversations with them they were like do you realize that you had a heart attack like they said it in very loving ways this is just my relanguaging of it but they were both 
slowing me down to acknowledge, to validate, not for them to validate the fact that I had a heart attack, but for me to validate the life-changing event that having a heart attack and being in the hospital for a few days is. And my book coach and writing group, especially my book coach, Heather, is so good about helping me validate, right? And it's one thing if she does it and I dismiss it, but if she offers up the validation, Allison, your nervous system is inflamed. You're in, you know, you're in the nervous system response. You're in a threat response. And when I can catch and give myself that validation, there is an immediate move towards calm in my body. Another one my therapist shared with me. um, So interestingly, a way that I was invalidating myself um, after a particularly difficult week, I was talking with my therapist a month or so ago and Oh, sweet David. I was I was saying, I'm not okay, David. I'm not okay. Like, I'm not okay, and I'm feeling all these things. And he slowed me down, and he said, he, I don't remember his exact words again, but he did say, let me offer this rephrase for you. I am safe, and I am feeling deep sadness. I am safe, and I am feeling extreme anxiety and what I love is that he he gave me a internal verbal and external phrase to use when I'm in the nervous system response to validate that I'm having strong emotions but to also validate and give my body the information that I am physically safe Many of us were taught to be seen and not heard. Stop that crying bullshit. I'll give you something to cry about. We were literally threatened as children when we felt strong emotion. And so we've learned to repress strong emotion. And when we, when we experience strong emotion, and because it was invalidated as children, our bodies still carry some of that internal muscle memory of not feeling safe. Well, now we're adults. I am physically safe and I am feeling XYZ. And and incorporating that into my self-talk, both internally and out loud <laughs> in my journal, in my writing, in my parts care, and the care for the parts of me. I'm validating that I am safe right now. And I'm having this experience, I'm having these emotions, has been really powerfully significant. And so what in your life, and here's, I encourage you as I always do to slow down and take a moment, a pause, an internal reflection, maybe some journaling, you know, put down the damn phone and the devices and source inside, check in with your parts. What parts of you need to be validated? 
you know, my therapist and psychiatrist both acknowledging, especially my therapist, because I've been with him since the beginning of the year, was like, Allison, can you for a moment acknowledge everything you've been through? And actually, just this morning in my journal time, I laid out all 12 months of the year and I wrote down almost everything, not everything, but almost everything that has happened good and bad this year, good and difficult, right? Fun and difficult. And there have been a lot of difficulties. And when I look at that list, not as a complaint, not as a, oh, I'm a victim of this, but just as neutral validation that these stressors occurred, no wonder I had a heart attack, no wonder I've been struggling with anxiety. Wow, Allison, congratulations. You have done one day at a time as best you could every day of this year. When I take the time to give that gentle and compassionate validation, something changes not only in my mind, but in my body. And I want to invite you to the practice of self-validation. But you have to start, well, you don't have to do anything. So I invite you to start asking within what needs to be validated, what wants to be validated what wants to be heard, what wants to be celebrated. And that, my dear ones, is the practice that I wanted to share with you today of validation and self-validation. As always, thank you for spending so much time with me uh, on this podcast. I never know who's listening. Every once in a while, someone tells me I never know, but... um, The podcast has been really exponentially growing the last couple of months. That's super fun. So welcome to new listeners. And thank you for my longtime listeners. I send you so much love. See you next week.